It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season four, episode nine, sharing the scene. Good morning, good afternoon, Uh, happy commute, you're probably back from winter break, back into it, back in the pit. Uh, I am Mike, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh, I almost did it, Mike, I almost said social studies teacher again. (laughs) This is Josh, an assistant principal from Mesa, Arizona, and we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk about sprinkling passion, unity, and DIY throughout our schools and our classrooms uh, and and taking that punk rock mindset and really using it at school. It's and it's okay if you secretly loved that solo Justin Timberlake album when it came out, and still do because we all could be punks at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Oh, I was man. I was thinking of it, and I remember when you told me. Well, we, it is. I I love that album. The Justin first, Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. The, it had "Cry Me a River" on yeah. there. It had, it's a, it's we, a, it's a good one. <laughs> when we first, uh, when we first got to hang out and teach better, and you're like, yeah. we were driving. It wasn't on the radio or something. And I you're don't like, know, man. You're like, hey, I got something to admit. <laughs> I got, a, I got a confession. And I was like, dude, so do I. I had a burned copy of that CD. I had that I, I, that I, I would I throw on the, in my car. I think I had the legit copy of it. I had the legit copy of it at one point. Uh, yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a great record. And then a, I'm not gonna lie, singer. I also I also love Taylor Swift. It, I'm a Swifty at heart. I, I you are. I, I can't I, help I it. Not. I can't help it, man. I had I had a I had a, a daughter at the right time. Uh, you know, my daughter was the right age at the right time with Taylor Swift. And so we listened to a lot of Taylor Swift in our house for a little bit. Uh, did you he, did you try to get those insanely expensive? No, tickets? no, of course not. I'm not okay. that insane. I look, I spent too much time in punk rock. More than 15 bucks for a ticket right. is tough is tough for right. times. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. On today's show, Mike and I are talking about uh, the scene. We're talking about, you know, how we're building that scene on our campuses, how we are, you know, working on improving the scene. And when we talk about the scene, if you've never kind of heard us talk about it before, in punk rock, the scene is sort of like, how you do things where you're at, right? Like when I was a punk right. rock kid, I was in the the Saginaw punk scene. So like certain people put on shows, certain bands were always there. We were kind of this collective of uh, of of people all coming together, right? The, the the folks who made the flyers, the folks who put on the shows, the people who put them up, the bands that played. You know, the there was always the the one kid who always stage dove way too early in a set, right? Like all those, we all played our parts in that scene. And, and it was this, you created this community. That's really what it is. And we talk about that yeah. is, is the community you're building and in punk rock, that is like a key part of what makes an area kind of flourish with music and, and, you know, all the things that come with it, you know, you've got your zines, your DIY magazines, you've got all these things that come out of it, record labels, little small things. And so when we talk about the scene at your school or your or classroom scene, what we mean is the community you're building. What does that look like? And so today, right. Mike and I want to talk about how we're seeing that community uh, being built on our campuses, how we're seeing it change or how we're seeing it grow and evolve to make it better 
um, and how we're sharing that with other people. This year's all about, you know, like how we're seeing those things on our campuses and other campuses that we visit. So Mike, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about that scene. Yeah. It's, you know, we've, if, if you've been following the podcast, you've been following me, like, you know, like our campus, like, we've always done a great job of like sharing and, and really having like that community sense where, you know, we, we all come together for the kids, like regardless of our grade level. I mean, I, I wrote a whole book on things we've done. Um, you know, so what I'm going to talk about today is something, a new direction I kind of want to go, which we haven't embarked on yet. But one thing that I have seen amongst our staff as of recently, um, throughout December and January, is something that they're doing to kind of support and build each other up. Like, so, you know, when we come in, our staff has 810 is their contractual start time, right? You know, we got some staff that are there before 810. Everyone else is there at 810. Um, and then at 845 is when they get students. So they have a good 35 minutes either, you know, personal planning, team planning, depending on what day it is in the morning, um, which is nice. It's huge, right? Yeah. So one thing that I've noticed that they have been doing, and they I, they could have been doing this for years, and I just never noticed because, you know, I'm the principal, so I'm not getting invited to a lot of these teacher-only <laughs> teacher little events, but they've been doing this thing where, if a colleague, if someone, someone, one of the one of the teachers or paras or whoever has a bad day or something happens in, in their personal life or there's just something that brings them down, right? They do this thing where they have a name for it. And of course, since I'm not part of, of their crew, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember it, but um where they shower each other like th that person will come in the next day like so let's say you have you had a bad day on thursday josh right yeah. it just you're like it's one of those days where you're like i just what am i even doing why why am i sticking in in this job you would come in the next day and on your desk is just going to be your desk going to be overflowing with everything you love you know mountain dew and gummy bears and all, and all. And, it'd be, and it'd be only, perfect morning for me i could use that and, on monday <laughs> and, and so and, and not only that but like they'll all be in that classroom as they walk in like the, they get there early purposely that day to make sure they're there and prepared and set up to to welcome that person back to let them know like look yeah we're we're here behind you we've got your back and yeah i've seen it a few times in december and january already um because the january one one of our staff members was very i had never seen them upset like they you know they're the one that comes in and genuinely they're not put on a show is just excited and loves working with kids and i go over there and she's got tears in her eyes and she explains to me what's going on and i'm like this isn't you like what's going on. And then that's how I kind of found out about yeah. it. And they're like, Oh, well, we're going to have to shower her tomorrow, shower her with affection, whatever it's called. It was something cleverer than that. But then, you know, she comes in and, and it, I mean, it's a cool thing to see. So that's one thing I love seeing them like building their community. But one thing that I want to start doing, yeah. Uh, my AP and I, we, we were talking about this yeah, Thursday and Friday. So we had a faculty meeting right before we got out for winter break. I'm not going to lie. That one was kind of like a, look, guys, 
we've made it. The breaks here you've earned. Like, let's just sit back. We didn't have much planned. Like, it right. Just well, you guys. Like, so I think it's always good to let to let folks know. Like, you contractually, you have to have a faculty meeting once a month. You can't change it. You can't cancel right. it. Even if there's nothing to talk about, or even exactly. if there's like, even if it's right before break, you have to. You have to do it's, it. Yeah. Because I tried a few years ago to cancel one, and I got called out on. I was kind of told, well, either you're gonna have to make it up, or we're gonna deduct an hour pay from everyone's paycheck I'm like well no 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 <laughs> i'm not, I'm not, I'm, not I'm not i'm not being that that guy that made that happen so yeah so we i know because other principals have told me dude just cancel that i'm like i can't so so we we try to make them fun and we try to make them laid back and every time the staff's like can't we just cancel i'm like you know you know i would if i could so we had one right before break and it was fine it was good you know we sent everyone off um in in good spirits before winter break so then we come back and our second week week back is already a three-day weekend because MLK Day. Yeah. So we come in on Tuesday and I'm like, look at my AP. I'm like, we have a faculty meeting tomorrow after school. I'm like, do you have anything you want to discuss? She's like, no. Because we just had one. I go, I I know. We're doing our end, we're in the middle of our, you know, NWEA map assessment. Yeah. Our state testing is coming up in March. So we're going to talk about that in February. You know, we've been putting little, little things out about what to come and how to prepare. Yeah. But I'm like, I, we don't have anything. So we kind of went in and it was a good faculty meeting. Like it was more just kind of like, hey, here's some things coming up we want to share with you. Um, what are some things you want some help with? And it was good, but we noticed. When people were talking and sharing, you had some tables that just had their own side conversations and, and giggling and laughter going on. Yeah. And that never happened. Like, that's never happened, like, at ours. And we were kind of like, all right, that's not a good sign if people are that comfortable, right? And they're sitting back. So my EP, my EP and I were sitting down Thursday and Friday, and I'm like, we need to do something different for the next the next few yeah. months. Febru- yeah. February, February, March, April, and May, uh, we got four more left. And I'm like, I want to get back to like getting up and getting out of of the one location we're at. And I go, and I want to get back to like having the staff share stuff. Like, why does it always have to fall on us? Like, we used to have two hours, which made it easy. Now we only have an hour. And so I said, what if we did like like walking walking uh walking meetings where we break up in small groups and go to different parts of the building and talk as we walk? And she's like. Or what if we get back to people sharing things and we can have people first, we'll ask some people to volunteer. Like, is there anything that you're doing in your room? Maybe yeah. it's classroom management. Maybe it's engagement. Maybe it's just like, you know, reading circles or something you want to showcase or share because we, you know, it's evaluation season. So we're right. talking to, we are seeing so many amazing things happening that staff aren't sharing even with their own teams. And when we talk to somebody else and like, I'm really struggling in this area and I'm like, well, I just saw Josh do that two days ago when I was doing his evaluation. So we want to get back to people sharing. So we're like, well, let's start having faculty meetings in classrooms and let's have people volunteer and share. So we're going to put out, I'm going to put out this week in the, in the Grizzly Grind. That's our weekly newsletter. If you remember a few years ago, you coined that term. <laughs> That's for right. Me. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to describe kind of the vision I want. And we're going to see if anyone volunteers first. And I'm hoping what I, my goal is, Josh, is I would hope that maybe three or four people volunteer and say, hey, 
I want to showcase this in my room. Like I want to model this lesson. I want to show this calm down center that I have. Mm -hmm. And that way we can have almost people sign up. So like, if you want to learn more about like these cool down centers, you're going to go to Josh's room. Yeah. You want to learn about like this, this um, reading circle or these lit circles, you're going to go to to Mike's room. So that's kind of my goal is to see that. So we can start seeing other classrooms and what they're doing. And one other thing that I want to start, and I saw uh, our buddy Dave Schmino put this out. Oh, the tag uh, out? Twitter. The tag outs, dude, because I'm thinking both me and my AP, we are in classrooms all the time. We go in and we ask that teacher, oh, this is a cool, like, you know, lesson activity. How can I help? Like, what can I do? And like, we'll get hands on with them. But there's plenty of times I go into a classroom too, and the teacher's facilitating, you know, they're they're just more of a facilitator because the kids are working in groups or the kids are doing independent reading. Why don't I say, hey, Josh, why don't you go and and I don't I don't want to assign where they're gonna go. Like I don't want to yeah. come and say, "Hey, Josh, I need you to go to uh, you know Maria's room and check see out what's going doing. on." Yeah, but because my only fear with this with the tag outs, because I've been thinking a lot about this since I saw Dave put it out. Yeah, I don't want to do it, and then people just go to their friend's room. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't want. Oh, Mike's giving me 15 minutes. Well, I'm going to go have a cup of coffee and hang out with, you know, <laughs> with, with, with Dave over here and just hang. I, that's what I don't want. Cause I've seen, we all do it. You know, I I'm guilty of it too. I see a teacher on plan. We go, I go in, we're, we're just talking about life. We're not like, we're not doing, you know, we're just taking a break. So I don't want that. So I'm trying to figure out how can I, how can I show them how important and impactful these tag outs could be? Um, because you can learn a lot. I mean, that's why we do informal walkthroughs, right? Right. You can right. learn a lot in five, 10 minutes of being in a classroom. You don't got to be in there at 45 minutes to an hour. Right. You could be right. in there a few minutes and be like, wow, I can implement that in t- when I walk back to my room now. Yeah. So I, those are some things I'm thinking. Yeah. And I that it's really funny that you talked about the the going into other like having teachers share stuff because that we just planned out our third quarter. Uh, faculty stuff we went through and kind of revised some stuff on it and we had the same conversation like we want to get back to to sharing stuff right we had all new curriculum this year so our first semester right most of our like wednesdays were dedicated to district trainings on new math curriculum ela curriculum phonics right. phonics right curriculum, right so we lost a lot of that time to be able to like talk about teaching and talk about what's going on in our classrooms and improving those things. So we really talked about the idea of like, so we're an avid school and we have this thing called avid showcase where people come to visit your school and they see the things you're doing with avid. So we decided we're going to do our own avid self showcase. So we're asking what, you know, teachers are going to bring in two things, two strategies, two avid strategies, two avid things that they do um, to one of our faculty meetings. And in groups, they're going to they're going to share those out. And, and whether it's a sample of student work or whether it's the plan that they use or whether it's just conversation that they can share out. And then every table will go like, here's the one that we thought was the greatest or that we've seen the teachers saw this big impact on and kind of do our own kind of avid showcase as a as a school um, for us that scene. Um, we've been really good on, on, on one of my campuses, Jefferson, about sharing that scene with other people. 
Um, so just this week, we had two groups of teachers visit our campus. We had nice. Um, we have some teaming going on in my sixth grade and not teaming like departmentalizing, not like one of them teaches math, one of them teaches English, one of them teaches social studies and science. Not that, but like literally um, you think of like a walk to read or a walk to math, but it happens all day or most of the day, right? Like they continually are looking at data and shifting kids from room to room to go like, okay, um, all of my kids who need extra support um, for math intervention, they're going to go to this teacher's room. And in that room, my special ed teacher is in there. They have one of our, um, we have two student teachers up in sixth grade. The student teacher is in there and the teacher's in there. So they can all run small groups to do intervention. And then another classroom might have, your middle kids and they have a a student teacher and a teacher in there and they run groups. And then another classroom has groups and she's running small groups with the, with some of those kids who are getting enrichment and, and pushing them a little farther, but it's small groups again. And she's rotating through as kids are working on independent stuff as well. So that happens with math that happens with ELA. And that's something we're doing constantly in there. It's, it's this thing okay. that ASU is kind of, spearheading in the state and and our district has been working with Arizona State University on it. And so um, we had some teachers from another elementary school. The assistant principal was like, hey, you, I, I know you guys are doing teaming in sixth grade. Can my teachers come see it? So we had an instructional coach and three sixth grade teachers from another campus come over, observe our classes. They went through each room 15, 20 minutes saw it. And then afterwards, the team lead for my sixth grade came and talked to him so they could ask questions and kind of debrief and figure out what's going on. On that same day in the afternoon, we had, I want to say, 10, 15, probably 15 folks from different states come out to visit us through avid nice we had our avid kind of an avid showcase for some folks from out of state i think north dakota was one of them and i can't remember if the other one it may have all been north dakota i thought we were getting some folks from utah maybe they haven't come yet i i don't know yeah so like uh they came and they did the same thing they walked classrooms and we had our students walk them around. So we have our chief innovative officers. It's this program that our feeder pattern does the sort of science STEM thing. And so we have nominated, we have kids who have like been, you know, nominated to be kind of leaders on campus in this STEM stuff. And whenever we have folks on campus and they toured them around and took them from classroom to classroom and told them about, you know, campus. And those, those teachers got to go from kindergarten to second grade to fourth grade, you know, they bounced around and saw all these different things that we're doing when it comes to Avid and seeing kids in kindergarten, how do they do two column notes and how do they talk about how are they organizing kindergartners and and helping them with all those sort of those skills um, when we talk about sort of the process of, of, of being an Avid campus. And it's great. We debriefed. That's awesome. We debriefed with them at the end and had a really good conversation. Uh, My principal and I, kind of came in with them as they debriefed for a little bit. And then we went in with them and and they got to ask us questions about, you know, how, how, how does this happen? How long have you guys been doing this? Do you use this thing anymore with Avid and all these things? And it was really great to share that scene, right? Yeah. We talk about the community and the things you do that make your campus special, right? I think about the schools across my district. We have an ag science elementary. They okay. just, they just had their baby cow 
was born nice this week. And so my friend is an assistant principal over there and she shared the baby cow pictures and all this stuff. They're doing something really interesting there. Ag science for elementary kids, right? Like they have chickens and goats and cows and teachers throughout that campus utilize the land lab for all sorts of stuff. They teach all sorts of stuff through their land lab, their animal and land lab. That's a really special thing that when you go visit that school, we get to see what that looks like. We have traditional academies that can share, you know, what they're doing. We have campuses that are IB and uh, camp IB elementary campuses. And we have campuses that are, you know, STEM P- and PBL campuses, right. That can share that scene. And I think I remember my punk rock days and we, I was in a band and we hopped in our van and drove all around you know, Michigan and Indiana and Illinois and, and, and kind of cruised around the Midwest. And it was really great to see how other scenes were doing it. Yeah. How did other, how did other communities, how did they react? What was the crowd? Like, what was the venue? Like, what was the, you know, how did the flyer look from this place to this place? Or we'd meet bands and (laughs) we'd see their merch and we'd be like, dude, who did your t-shirt? Right. And have those conversations And I think it's really important what you're talking about is having your teachers do that from classroom to classroom, right? Right. Checking on each other's scenes and their communities and what makes their classroom special and interesting and engaging for students. And I think, you know, I I think of my school right now and how we're doing that with other sites, right? And going like, come see us, see what we're doing. And then we do the same thing. We've sent teachers over to see other campuses, like to, we have a meeting I think it's one every other month we get where we have a, our feeder pattern schools are in this thing called the design network. So our elementaries who feed into one of our high schools um, who are in this design thinking thing that we do, um, we meet at a different campus and we see their thinker space and they show us what their classrooms look like. And they show us how they're using this process and we get to learn from one another. And at elementary schools, you and I both know, I mean, you may have four teachers at max. I think of like some of my big elementary schools in my district where it's four teachers in a grade level. You know, there are some campuses where there's only two first and second grade, you know, there's two first grade teachers. And so it's great to be able to partner with that one person But I think about as a secondary teacher, when my social studies department got together, there were 18, 20 people who could share ideas and talk about what was going on as we taught social studies. And so giving opportunities for our teachers to meet with other second grade teachers and other third grade teachers and have like 12 of them in a room where they can share like all the things they're doing, they don't. That's not an opportunity we get very often in the elementary world to share that scene. Um, and I think that's a really important thing. If we can facilitate that, if we have schools, I'm lucky I'm in a giant district, right? I have 54 elementary schools. So we yeah. have the opera 52. We have the opportunity to kind of share with a bunch of people, you know, location wise, I don't have 54 close to me. We're a big district, right? Right. We have, we have enough where we can work together and send folks like the one elementary came and visit us is clear across the district. You know, they're, uh, we're on the east side of the district they're way over on the west side of the district it's like a 15 it's more like 15 miles away right (laughs) yeah it's a clip to get over to us and and but they came out because they wanted to see what we're doing and i think it's really important to to facilitate and create those opportunities for your for teachers and for even students to go visit other places 
Yeah, well, you brought up a good point because I'm growing up in Chicago. Like we had, you, you you talked about different scenes from Michigan to Indiana, Illinois, and I remember growing up in Chicago. I mean, we had the Metro Aragon Ballroom, Vic Riviera Fireside Bowl, and then you go south suburbs. I mean, you had like off the alley. So we had all these all these venues so close with the, within each other. Yet you could go to the Metro on Friday, and then go to Fireside Bowl which was legit a bowling alley right? on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And you would have 85% of the same crew, same people that were at the show last night. But there was a difference in like you there. You just knew if I'm going to the fireside bowl, like this is the type of experience I'm going to get tonight. If yeah. I'm going to the Metro, this is the experience I'm getting tonight. And within our own district, like we have four elementaries, uh, one pre-K and then our middle school. And I think it's important because yeah, we're we're gonna share the scene with with our teachers in our building. And I agree with you. Like we do, you know, we do our vertical articulation right. across the district, like yeah. a couple times. It's facilitated on Zoom. Um a lot of times it's just about the curriculum because we also have a new math, a new reading. We're looking at getting a new science. So that's a lot of the talk. But I would love to see because what we do at my building and how elementary number two and elementary number three, we are all complete. And people say that like we have traveling like special teachers and they're like, yeah, every, every building's its own building. Like right. everyone is run different. There's all the different personalities. There's just different feels when you walk in. So I would love, and we're close enough. I mean, like I'm at one, like I'm at the one end of the town and uh, Ravis is at the other end and Coolidge is right in the middle. So we can easily within, if there's no train, <laughs> get to the other one, it, you know, in 10 minutes, right. 15 maybe. Um, and I would love to find ways. And the other principals, we've talked about this. Get get teachers to go to other buildings. Go observe. Yeah. So one thing we, uh, the problem is a one right now with subs. And subs, that's nationwide. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't do that. But one thing we are doing, which I'm excited about, and kudos to uh I'm going to give her a shout out. The sixth grade assistant principal at the middle school, uh, Jen Hartman. She's been there a few years now, and she's been working hard to do some of these fifth to sixth grade transitions. Yeah. Um, and we did a, a horizontal articulation between fifth and sixth grade last year. This year, we are doing um, observations where all of the fifth grade team leaders are going to go to the middle school and observe for a half a morning the sixth grade team leaders or like uh, some, yeah. some, somebody in sixth grade, you know, one of the, one of the teachers right. and then vice versa. We're going to have another day. Oh, I like that a lot. That sixth grade teacher is going to come and observe what we're doing in the middle schools or at the elementary schools in fifth grade. We've never done this. So I said kudos to, to Jen Hartman for throwing it together because we're going to do it in like March, March or April. Um, mm-hmm. And I I haven't really talked to my fifth grade team. Um, I know my team leader is doing it. There, she's got she's got to be excited for it. I mean, I don't see why somebody wouldn't be. The fact that the middle school is going to see like get to see hands on. Like we tell right. them, we give them, we give them reports, we give them the data. Like, but right. look here, here's what's happening in in our fifth grade classroom. So I'm excited that that's one thing. 
that she has got started to get rolling. Yeah. Um, and, and she's just going to expand on it. Like last year was just the, the horizontal articulation. I think it was, I don't, I think that one was in person actually on an Institute day. Now we're doing these observations. And she said like, she has plans like next year, she already has the next step of what she wants to do to just get more of this transition yeah. piece in place. So uh, that's awesome. You know, yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting to see it and how it's going to kind of like, cause you know how it is. Sometimes people look at like there's like this disconnect between elementary and middle school. Right. Like we're the same district, it's the same kids, but it's like, oh well, that was elementary. So here's what we're doing in middle we, school. We had a it, I, and then we they did go the to same, high school, it's the same yeah. thing. We did the same thing this year. We noticed that very few of our students on one of my campuses were getting were taking honors courses at the middle school that at the junior high they go to. So yeah. we go, we're K six, and then our junior highs are seven, eight, and we notice like we were talking to the principal over there. My my principal and I were talking to the the middle school team, the junior high team, and they're like, we were looking at our numbers and we just don't have many kids that are in honors. And so we talked about, okay, what are the barriers there? So we took our four, five, six teachers. On yeah. Wednesdays, we get out. We have a like two hour early release, right? right. So we're, we're done. Kids are done at 12. Teachers are still on contract till three, but the junior highs are our latest release. So their kids don't get out till two. Yeah. So we went over on a Wednesday. We didn't have to get subs. They were still teaching. We started at about 1230. And for about an hour, our teachers got to go observe our four, five, six teachers got to go observe honors classes Okay. and see what they were like, because I think there's this understanding like, oh, it's middle school and it's honors and it's going to be tougher and there's going to be way more homework and it's going to be. And right. That gave them the opportunity, one, to talk to counselors over there, to talk to the administrators over there and talk to the teachers over there to see what the difference was. And so we're, it's something we're going to continue to do is to go to our feeder middle school, yeah. our feeder junior high, and really have those conversations about how we can build that up. I actually got to, I'm in a committee with the assistant principal over there, and we were talking about it a little more. We were talking about how we need to work at getting our sixth grade families to visit on, they do a night where it's like the step up night and getting them nice. over there. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, we have a concert and your parents turn out tons of them come. Cause it's that, awesome. feeder, that feeder concert. He's like, yeah, but when it's, but when it's like getting them ready to prep, to come to middle school, we just, we don't have as many parents come. And I said, okay, well let's figure out what that is. Let's talk about right. that. Right. So I think when we, when we boil down, I think what we're, what we talked about today, it really is about sharing that scene, whether it's sharing the scene with the teacher next door to you, sharing that scene as administrators, right with the administrator next door to us and those opportunities or sharing that scene, building to building state to state, person to person. We talk about what we do on Twitter and how we interact and how you and I met. It's that same idea, right? We're sharing right. our scene with each other, with, with people across, you know, the Twitterverse or, or social media or whatever it is. Right. And I think that's really important, not only to help us grow, but to like help other people grow too, right? Like right. that's how we Definitely. do it. And that's how we make our scenes better. Mike, this is the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, and it wouldn't sure be is. if we didn't share what we were listening to to wrap up the show. What have you been listening to, sir? Yeah, so so uh, yesterday I went to a uh, local brewery because one, uh, I've been I've been completing or working. On, I've been doing dry January, right? So January is going to be coming to an end soon. So I went to uh, a brewery to pick up a new keg for my kegerator for. Be ready when January ends. And uh, <laughs> I'm st I'm sitting there and they were having trouble with, you know, the their iPad and the register to, yeah. to for me to check out. Like, unless you got cash, I'm like, 
I don't, I don't, I'm like, come on. Who has cash? <laughs> and so I'm just waiting there and they had, they had a song playing, right? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. So, you know, I grabbed the phone and I hit Google. I hit the microphone, search song. And um, so one, uh, it was Capstan. I'm like, well, I haven't listened to them in forever. So I was listening to that, but then another song came on, right? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't, this doesn't sound like Capstan. So I hit it and it's this band graduating life. Have you ever heard of them? No, I have not. So it's the song was stinky, man. I guess that's like their most popular song. Um, and I'm, so I, I've been listening to, well, that song and then all their other, their library. And uh, they're like a, um, do they remind me of like a heavier say anything? Okay. Uh, all right. And so like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's punky kind of like, you know, emo like emo yeah. like it's and I'm like, it's it's pretty good. I think I noticed they had a new single come out. Um, so maybe there'll be a new album in 23. I don't know. But yeah, oh. graduating life. Go check it out. I'm gonna have to go check it out. So for me, dude, you know, it's 2023. It's a new year. Yeah. New me keeping track of all the new stuff that I listen to that comes out. Uh, right now, we're sitting at six hours of music, and we're three. Oh, nice. We're three weeks. Three into, weeks in. Three weeks in. Six hours of 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 releases in twenty twenty three so far. Um, a couple things that stick out to me: Fame, uh, hardcore out of Colorado, uh, has a new record coming out. They dropped two singles. They are fantastic. Uh, those two singles are really good. So, hard, Denver Mile High Hardcore, um, and then uh, One Step Closer. Dro- yeah, dropped, that's uh, good. I finally listened to it. Oh, man, it's super good. That's and then we talked about it. Uh, Stress Fractures has a new record out. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good one. It's fun. Um, those have been playing for me. Those are three new ones that have come out that have that have really kind of listened to the last couple weeks as they've been dropping as things have been coming out. So, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in. You, we've got the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. You can check out our uh, show notes. All the shows are there. Mike has a blog series he's working on. If you listen to last week's reflection where Mike is talking about his mantra for 2023, one word was not enough for this man. He, nope. needed, he needed four. I needed so, four. So go check out Mike's blog series he started. You can find that on the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Mike and me and the show all have the same handles on Twitter and Instagram. So the show is at Punk Classrooms on both of those. Mike is at Mike R. Earnshaw. And you can find me on both of those at Josh R. Buckley. Uh, the merch table's there. If you want, if you need a shirt, you need a hoodie, you need whatever to get you through. Uh, we love it. It helps support the show. Um, that helps keeps the podcast lights on. Those dollars gets just get turned into hosting dollars <laughs> for for the podcast. So thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you at the at show. The show. podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and a podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com we'll see you on the next episode